When one clear and golden September morning in 1965, we guided our beige Volkswagen bug through the gorgeous countryside of upstate New York to a local kennel to purchase our beagle, we had no way of imagining what was to come. We expected the average expenses and inconveniences, but never dreamed of the profound and lasting effects our new companion would have on our lives. With our beagle, my wife Cindy and I would come to endure far greater trials, anxieties, and suffering than most dogs ever inflict on their families. Much of it was our own doing, that this dog would never be a mere pet. She would be more like a force, a way of life, a way of looking at things, a friend, an inspiration, an adventure. She brought us the most intense pleasure, along with the most intense agony. We were in our mid-twenties, just married. We did not yet want to have children, just a dog. It was a good time for us to buy one. I was in the final year of my Ph.D. in English literature, spending my days at home, writing my dissertation, while Cindy trudged off every day to teach in the local elementary school. Writing is a lonely activity, so I thought I would be happy to have a dog's companionship during the day. We lived in a perfect place for a dog, a pretty apartment that had been made out of the loft of a large, wood-framed garage, poised picturesquely on the banks of Casanovia Lake, just a mile outside of Casanovia Village, a nineteenth-century Scottish settlement nestled in the soft hills. There were woods and fields everywhere, a lake to swim and canoe in, and an infinitude of rabbits to chase. A dog's paradise. We wanted a beagle for practical reasons. Beagles are intelligent, spunky, middle-sized, with short hair that does not shed over the furniture and carpets, and specifically a member of the hound family that would be a compromise between a lap-oriented dachshund or spaniel and a shuffling, salivating basset hound. A kennel in the woods over in a village by Green Lake State Park had two or three litters of beagles for sale. We sped over there. This kennel had a good reputation for breeding beagles, which were especially popular in that northern territory for hunting and tracking. It did not take us long to get there from our lakeside haven, as we walked up to the wire fence that caged fifteen or so purebred beagle puppies, about half of them began to bark and howl frantically at us, which beagles do very convincingly. The others were tired and uninterested, passive, their eyes too glazed over with boredom to rouse themselves. As we thrived on peace and quiet, the noisy ones were not for us. But since we also had a taste for adventure, neither would the dull ones do. There's no way we're going to choose one of those sluggards, I said. We've got to have an energetic dog. Yes, but not too energetic. In the next instant we caught the eye of a puppy who perked up her ears and quietly fixed us in a comprehending gaze. Cindy nudged me. Look at that beautiful black one with the brown head over there on the grass, looking at us. I wish she would come closer. The puppy kept looking at us, intensely, not yet stirring. I was taken with her beauty, especially the softly rounded brownness of her head and her perfectly white chest and paws. Suddenly, as if sensing in us some sort of kinship, she bounded up and streaked straight toward us through the riot of confusion the other puppies were making. With her paws up on the fence directly in front of us, She looked at us desperately and pleadingly. 
We touched her head and paused through the fence, and knew instantly. This is the one, without a doubt, I whispered urgently. She wants us, the others don't. And we want her. Let's take her home. Look at her eyes. Fifty dollars, and ten minutes later, her papers were handed over, and Cindy had her in her arms, where now she was quiet and contented.